Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You know, you can be all the things you always wanted to be. Beautiful, sexy, easy as one, two, three. Just look so just let it shine through Just let your I'm Matt Jones. I'm Matt Wild. I'm Fly Rock. And we are the guys next door. door. Holla Ooh, at me. That boy was ready to put up Holla a shot real fast. Oh, oh, you can't get me back on the if y'all, if y'all do not know, it, if you don't Mac recognize that voice, is back. Yeah, Mac is the back. Return yeah, of Mac. Come again. And, uh, oh man, I'm good, man. Tell the I'm people good. what's been going on with you. I mean, uh, you guys weren't on the live. You guys weren't. They weren't at the, at the live, live show. show. Dang, they didn't pay that money. Y'all, y'all, y'all didn't pay the money. They ain't see the meet and freaks. I mean, some of y'all did. Some of y'all did, and we enjoyed seeing some of the neighborhood. It was amazing. That's Thank you. It was amazing. So, uh, if you guys know, uh, you know, the baby is here. Uh, Little mama is here. The uh, baby next door. The baby next the door. She's here. <laughs> Did you lift up and do the Did he? Do, do he you want to see the video? video? Oh, he definitely did. He really, yeah, when the baby say. was born, he nah, was he like, did. He did. I, I and he had the whole Simba Lion King woman. Through the light. Only thing he didn't do was put the, the, the thing oh, on her forehead. Oh, bro, you think I, do you think there wasn't breast milk on her forehead? <laughs> you better. Christina was high at me, but it's all good. It's bro, all good. fine. But welcome, welcome. I mean, welcome. I, I'm not going to say it. You can say it. Welcome to no the kids. club. Thank you. Welcome to the club. Thanks. So now we just waiting on Ryan. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which brings us to our guest today. We got legendary music producer, music artist, tech Smooth. mogul. We got Ryan Leslie in the building. Ryan, what's good? Hey, everything is great, man. I've been hearing everybody talking about their vacation plans. What you trying to do? Trying to get trying to get to some different uh, temperatures in the winter time. I heard about you. You getting castles and shit. I can't afford no castles. I never forget. I seen that shit. What was that? What that blog? I'll so say in the maid's quarters. It was like Ryan Leslie is in a castle recording. He said, nah, bro. I can't afford that. So if you if you talk about castles, I'm out, but I'm with it. As, as, as long as it's funded, if it's funded, you want to Airbnb, I go to get ca- castle. Castles and coastlines, man. Let's that's go. Fine. And like, that's fine. That's an album. That's an album. Is that Airbnb? Is that in the Airbnb? No, no, no. Is that in the Airbnb? Like when you go to the filter, one room, single room. Whole play castle. <laughs> castles, and coastlines. Castles and coastlines. That's actually yeah. fine. That's fine. Don't yeah, let nobody steal that. That's how we do. <laughs> that's, that's how I like to record. That's, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me next. Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. Yo, that's next record, we got to be there. Guy yeah. next door. We got 
beat it. You know Mac be singing and shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't heard, if you ain't heard, yeah, he's singing. Right, so he got yeah. a little Grammy nomination yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we can make something happen. Back in my you day, know. I had a little <coughs> me, 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 me. You know, we yeah. we good background. Mm-hmm. We good background. We good background. Nah, yo, yeah. I've, I've been a fan of this mm-hmm. man what? since. Uh, I remember the YouTube videos, bro. Mm. Like the YouTube videos of watching when he got all the instruments. Oh my gosh! Yeah. What yeah. is a little trumpet made the difference? I probably Yo. watched that video about a um, hundred thousand times. Bro, the song is literally him not saying anything, and I felt that shit in my spirit. Gibberish, yeah. in my spirit. I just listened to gibberish all the way here. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the last song coming up. Yo, what I'm was probably you, not yo, lying. For real, keep it a bean. What was you thinking when you were making these records like that? Those let's, first two albums are so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's keep it a stack though. Most most people who actually make music, that's how they make yeah, music. Yeah, for a fact. Like and just so, those little intricate pieces. Yeah, they just they just mumble. I mean, they just mumble on records. And mm. I remember actually when I made that record, we was at Chung King Studios and John Legend was in an adjacent studio. That's the beauty of and and I'm missing that New York now. We we don't you know have I mean? it. We don't have it. Much fact, out I, it closed, I think the last, last the only two closed. places that that we have it is it well not in New Electric Lady. Maybe. Yeah. That's about it. Electric I mean, Lady, about it. yeah, Electric Lady, maybe. Anyway, but it depends back, on you exactly. Yeah. But back to the story, John Legend stepped in the studio and I played him gibberish just as it was. And he was, oh, this is incredible, but you got to put words to it. And that was the exact reason I didn't put the words. So I said, oh, I'm going to just put it out just like this. And Fire. it actually worked. I would say that for other folks who are thinking that that happened to just be a great moment in time, it was mm-hmm. just a moment. And I think that the reason why it worked is because it's really only one of them. And I happen to be the guy that just put out the unfinished <laughs> song and said it was finished. It's kind of like the Emperor's New Clothes. Like, right, yo, yeah, it's yeah, finished. Yeah. It, right. You know, but I think yeah. it's great that John at that time was like, yo, it's actually not finished. You, you, ever, good, you right? ever hit him after? Like, yeah, nigga, fuck you. <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> nah, 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 you see him like, nigga, nah. I put another one out right now. Right. Playing with me, nigga. Yo, yeah. man. That inspired me to, I mean, I played instruments growing up, never to that that to level that extent, right yeah. but when i saw that it made me want to get back on like a drum uh, like a kit mm-hmm. and get crazy i didn't but it made me want to like it was <laughs> yeah. it was just so amazing that picking those instruments and they the whole delivery process of him waiting like nah i need this now like yo we got to get this done and it was it was amazing to me now nah, on some real shit between him and uh my big homie salam remy those those are like some of the biggest inspirations Did Salam just drop something too yeah yeah uh for the culture uh do it for the culture uh part two which is of course, more crazy salam shit is fire. Mm. Um, but watching you guys with your instrumentation, it's kind of it's it's made me think about music in a different way. Even even as even being young, yeah, I grew up in a house full of musicians and all of this stuff. But like when you actually watch a musician in his zone. It's it's a completely different thing. So and I uh, thought I thought I was doing a lot till I actually sat down. I, I delivered records at the time. I was signed to uh, Tommy Matola and Ed Woods. Rest rest in peace, rest Ed peace. Woods. And um, he he brought the record, the first album, to Tommy Matola, and uh, Tommy was like, "Yeah, this is all cool and everything, but you need more." And so he really was one of the first inspirations to say, "It's all right to do what you're doing in your little apartment in Harlem." 
let's take it to Sony Music Studios. Let's bring some of the greatest instrument players and take some of your ideas and put them in the hands of like mm-hmm. real proficient mm-hmm. experts. So, you know, T-Bone Walk, he actually passed on, but he's doing a lot of bass mm-hmm. and guitar the on that God. first album. Yeah. And we actually were able to convince Tommy to get in the studio and play guitar on my album. Are you, you serious? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yo, man, you gonna say all this, you better come to the right. studio you too. Got, you got, yeah. you got show I like that. Yeah, I like he that. He did. So how is the journey, like, because everybody knows the music, maybe not everybody knows the journey. Some people may know a little bit somewhere, so let's piece it all together. How do you go from being, your, your parents were missionaries? Yeah, so in the Salvation Army, second generation, my grandmother is from China, my mm-hmm. grandfather is from Holland by way of Suriname. They were on missionary service in Guyana. My mother grew up in Guyana and then met my father in the Caribbean islands. And then my dad being in love with music came over as a jazz trumpet player, just oh, trying wow. to play the clubs in mm-hmm. DC. And my mother, you know, in in true love and support followed him here. And then uh, I was conceived and then they were like, music is not gonna be the way that they raise a child right. just because they couldn't, couldn't actually generate income. So my father actually just threw, threw through everything was like, look, you know, if you really want to make a difference in our lives, you got to change the the trajectory in terms of wealth creation and wealth generation. Mm -hmm. And so I said, oh yeah, I'm I'm going to, do music. That's definitely not the pathway I expected. And so, uh, I, I being a great son and being somebody that really wanted to, uh, make my parents proud, that's really the reason why I went to college so early, so I could actually get my diploma. Now it's now in my yeah. yeah. You ain't just going to college. You, you, say, you like, just say like that. Like you see, he snuck know. that in there, right? Uh-huh. Like, we come on. We yeah. we've seen. Early, we've how seen. early did you go to college? Yeah, so I I applied to school out of my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I got I got into Harvard out of my junior year of high school. So by the time I was nineteen, I was a senior at Harvard, and then you Jesus know, I did I I gave the diploma to my father. So so my Harvard diploma is actually in my dad's office That's because crazy. I really feel like out of everybody, he was the one that actually sat down, helped do the applications, always encouraged me to do multiple what was your standardized tests. And I studied um, political science and macroeconomics. So very, <laughs> v- very in tune with everything that's happening right now in the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, you know, that's why I said, look, you know, for me, from, from an impact standpoint, when I look at, at what the, the opportunity is on a global scale. That's really why I decided like, you know, yeah, I love music as the vehicle and I love music as sort of an outlet creatively. And at the same time, I want to be able to create a platform that's agnostic to whether or not people like my music. And that's so that's T. really I where I went today. into. I love Just that. want to let y'all know, I agnostic love, has never been said on this I podcast. I love ever. that. Ever. Now, come from a Harvard graduate. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. I'll be honest with you. I might have to make an announcement now. I might have to change the name of Ti to the Ryan Leslie. To the Ryan Leslie. Because my man went to Harvard. He went to a school, but it wasn't that school. So I might have to change the word to the Ryan Leslie. You know, Ryan Leslie. We might. Yeah. In your honor. Okay. We are right here, guys next door. Going forward, Ryan Leslie word of the day. That's what I want. You got it. You got Come up here and say one of them. Seventeen dollar word. Uh, yeah. Okay, it's gonna be it's doing the Ryan, the Ryan Leslie. Leslie. Okay, word, word of the day. That's fine. That's fine. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah we, that's that's, <laughs> that's it. That was good. Good shit, Ryan. All right. Good shit, Ryan. Ryan. Okay. It, it's, look, look, you see. Look, um, look, see. Look, there, 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 there goes. Come that nigga got a complex. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga is sick. <laughs> okay, so you graduate Harvard with your degree. 
how do we fill in that gap between, between that, that and how do we get to and the, the first music, album? that first album? Yeah, I mean, the, the first out al- between there and the first album was really almost like a lifetime mm-hmm. to me, and I feel like we have several lifetimes in our in our existence, and I feel like you know, and when you're growing up. You kind of are told who you are. Facts. And your parents shape you and, and the people who are close in your family kind of shape you. Who were and you then told that you were? A neuroscientist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Black Doogie Hauser type <laughs> way. You know what I mean? And then, uh, then you start looking in the mirror and, and start to formulate exactly who you see in that mirror and who you actually want to be. And I was one of those guys that once I looked in the mirror and said, look, you know, um, there are people that I admire. And uh, I really, when I went to the library, because this was like pre-internet, you know, I was in school Mm -hmm. from 94 to 98. I went to the library and the books I checked out were on Stevie Wonder, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's because someone introduced his music to me and I realized he put out his first album when he was 11 or 12. And I said, man, I thought I was ahead in life. And here's a guy, I mean, first of all, the music that I was listening to was just so sophisticated. The chord changes, the patches, the synth work, uh, the melodies, the the cultural insights. And I'm like, man, he he put his first record out when he's 11 or 12. I'm actually behind. Yeah. And so that's what I started looking in the mirror and say, hey, man, I I could do that. I want to impact the world in a way that he's impacting the world. If if that person who I've never met can have that kind of impact on me, I want to be able to amplify that. Through, through the continuation of the work that he started. And so I called my dad up and said, hey, man, I want you know, to be Stevie Wonder. And he took my <laughs> keyboard away. <laughs> he had sent me to school with like really a keyboard. He was he's like, like send, send that right home. Unplug that. Yep. Jesus. Let's get that back. Yep. We're not even about to play with you. Yep, yep. And uh, man, so I would say that, you know, there was a lifetime in that time where it was the first time where, where I actually challenged my parents. I think anyone that's listening, you know, when you decide to embark on a journey where you, you, you lead with the heart and you lead with your creativity, a lot of times you get stifled because people say, hey, you know, that's a childish way of thinking. You just dream it, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me throughout my life and career, I've always wanted to retain that childlike approach that's imaginative, that's without boundaries, that's without barriers, because I believe that's how we're all going to contribute the most uh, in terms of our gift to the world, because we have to think beyond what people tell us that we are. So that's what I looked in the mirror and said I was going to be. And it took me about eight years mm -hmm. to get a break. But go ahead. I want to stay there for a minute. I think that's super important Mm -hmm. to our audience and and anybody else that will be listening for the first time. Especially that's black, right? This is a podcast. There's a very black-eyed podcast. Like there's yeah. three black men. Yeah. Um, so even though we grew up in separate areas or different ways, this part of the black experience that's the same, right? Like, and I'm pretty sure outside of Mac, who 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 was like not groomed, but you were instilled in it that you or you were given the opportunity to at a young ex- age, at yeah. a young age to experience entertainment and these mm-hmm. things. A lot of black parents do exactly what you said, like stifle that young imagination how at a young age did you continue to like how did you keep that alive like in the face of your your parent your dad literally took your keyboard like he's telling you like all right these are childish dreams and we need you to do this how do you keep that alive yeah i think really for me it was just about deciding and making a decision a strong decision to just be great and when you could be great, it's almost inarguable because the 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 foundational elements that are required in greatness 
are usually nine times out of 10 foundational elements, which even the most discerning of parents may not even have themselves. And what I mean True. by that is True. you've got to have a, a level of focus. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a level of discipline. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a level of of relationship management. Mm-hmm. You have to have a level of uh, standard of excellence. And so whether you're going to be a neuroscientist or a music producer, that was the same kind of uh, that, that was the same kind of investment that I made. The same investment that I saw the kids in, at Harvard um, making in their careers in in the neuroscience field or the neurology or or psychology or chemistry or biology and the same fervor with which they approached their studies there. That's what I instilled in myself to deliver and invest in my music Music product. And so that's why when I when I did catch a break in New York City and, you know, Puff was like, hey, man, you know, why don't you submit your little CD of beats? I gave nine full beats How every night. How did that night. connection even happen? How do you and it was an internship. So I got, I got an internship with Young Lord. Shout out Young Lord. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he gave me a 30-day internship. And he was mostly looking for somebody who could make original music. He was sampling. I mean, really, that was really just the culture of Bad Boy. It was mm-hmm. take hits from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Make it sound, sound so crazy. crazy. So crazy. crazy. So crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then when those <laughs> hits became hits... The people from the 80s are the ones that got paid because they were interpolating or sampling, right? right? So he was looking for somebody who could actually play original original music music on top of the beats that he was making. And so that's what I was was entrusted to do during my internship. He brought the music to Puff, and then the rest is history from there. Puff actually was like, yo, you ready to work? I said, yeah, I'm ready to work. I had a couple of records that I had been working on. One of them was a record called Hot Tonight, which I thought was going to be the way I got signed, which actually right, was right, the way I right, got signed. Right, but just a different way. Just right. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being the, the first single for New Edition. Mm-hmm. I remember um, I remember Tommy actually telling me, he said, man, you know, why don't you go ask oh, Puff for that record? That record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hot Tonight. Yeah. Hot Tonight. Yeah. That was a moment. 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 That was a demo that record and everything and, and I remember Tommy saying like look you know are you sure that you want to give that record away that that could be your that could be your first well, you was giving away you knew who you was giving away to or you were just giving it to Puff no I, I knew I knew you it was going, going to be for New Edition and also I mean New Edition that's Boston yeah. Harvard's in Boston and Mike Bibb really you know everything that he had done with regards to the boys the man Bell Bibb the ABC yeah yeah all of that that made sense so I had I had an incredible amount of respect for Mike and so I said look just to be part of that legacy, even in this new chapter when they're signing a bad boy, I would love to be part of that legacy. And also, you have to also understand that you know when you uh, when when you have a great talent, you can't necessarily feel like oh, this is the only record I'm ever yeah, going to have. Yeah, yeah, you know, you so you got to say, yourself. look, this, this is, if I, if I'm truly a well of creativity, then yeah, I can give that record away. Got, I got 15. Right, more. I got Diamond Girl. I got mm-hmm. Addiction. They're going to happen. Woo! You know. And they happened. Yes. You know, I Damn. got gibberish. Did they, you know, did did they happen? Right. Man, girl. Did they happen? Man. Yeah. Man. yeah. And that, that's that's amazing how you can say that because as an artist and I deal with artists dealing with music and stuff, I tell artists like sometimes, even when it comes to visual or if you paint, if whatever you do, if you're a true artist, you can give some stuff away because you're going to still create tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever be afraid to hold back from your blessings because that blessing that you gave away mm-hmm. started the trend of all the rest of your records. Yeah, for sure. For so, you sure. Give it, so you give it to New Edition. It obviously pops off. Yeah. So now you transition from there to frontman artist. 
there's a massive step in between right. the two, right? So I was a producer. And actually, look, let's just go back to, to what we were talking mm-hmm. about. In order for me to even have that opportunity right. and to come from Boston, and, and trust me, you know, getting out of school, looking for a break. I'm talking about looking for a break. I'm talking right. about homeless, staying in a garage behind a barbershop, you know, taking a bird bath in the sink of the barbershop mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. so I could stay close to the mixtape uh, mm-hmm. community that was happening just in so the barbershop. Barbershop bathrooms are top five most disgusting atrocious. They are atrocious. I don't care how nice your barbershop is. The bathroom is always disgusting. We, we ain't gonna throw a song under the bus like that. Like he, he, had, he actually he had, had, had a nice yeah, he had a nice yeah, trying to say, he's yeah. trying to say his a little upgraded nah, version. Nah, had, uh, well, look, Reggie, nice uh, yeah, yeah. my uncle, that shit was always trash. Uh, no. Motherfucker, I go now. That yeah. motherfucking trap. I'm about to say, listen, my dad, my dad's barbershop was garbage. This is so what I'm saying. The, the, nah. the barbershop bathroom. <laughs> nah. and, and as a sweeper boy, having nah. to go, yo, Same. Yo, yo, Same. go in there, go in there and clean the bathroom. No, like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> his, 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 his songs was alright. He, he was, it was alright. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, he was. He was. No, I'm saying you. You might. There's some. That must be called Diamond Girl Boutique. Nah, he had a nice, he had a nice joy, and 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 to be real, man, that that just being in that environment actually kept me alive because all all the all the hustlers, everybody who was anybody in the neighborhood came to get their, their haircut um, mm-hmm. over at his barbershop. And so one day I see the big body Bentley pull up, right, and uh, it's my boy Kelvin Sanders, and he came through and was like, "Yo, man, I like the music you're making." And I had you know set up just an MP. MPC in the back of the barbershop. Nice. So as people are, you know, listening or watching MTV raps or whatever it was, they'd also hear the beats banging in the back. And nice. maybe somebody come back and be like, hey, Fire. I got a guy who raps. I got a guy who sings. And then somebody actually came to to, to that uh, to that little uh, space where I was creating and was like, hey, I heard you got a couple of records yourself. You know what I mean? And I had some records. And even still, even with that kind of support, et cetera, you, you always need that right connection. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You need that right connection because the connection brings you to that conversation and the right conversation is the currency you need to really exchange and get to the level you want to get. So I had to, I had to go through that wilderness period, get to New York, and it's then that my parents really understood that this is what I wanted to do because for me to still have that kind of passion and that kind of fire and fervor to, to still make music when literally it was not paying any bills at all. It might I have been causing a bill. Yeah, yeah. definitely causing some bills. And all those bills are getting forwarded right to my parents. Here, right? And so, was it hard when your parents started to come around? Was it hard to accept that? Was that it hard to? Around? Like, I, we've talked about it at times, like when mm-hmm. the people that's closest to you don't understand that you wanted, don't yeah. understand what you're doing. Then it goes from a point of them not understanding to them like actually being against it. Mm-hmm. Then when they finally do see the fruition, mm-hmm. them coming around, are you sometimes are you receptive to it? Or are you I, like, I've always like, been I've always been receptive to, to any energy, right? Because I believe that you know you really control your destiny. You you control how you want to feel about a situation. So you know I could get into an argument with someone that I love and say, look, is that really how you want to spend the next five minutes? I'll go, I'll run, I'll rock with you if that's what you want to do. Understand it won't affect how I feel about you. You know, I'm still love mm. you. You can say what you want, close the door, you know, scream, spit, whatever you want to do. It's not going to affect how I feel about you because I don't allow other people to affect how I feel. Uh, I want to feel great at all times. And so if this is going to be a learning experience, I'm going to feel great about this learning experience. So even if my parents felt some type of way, I know how I felt and how I felt is that I want to always vibrate on that 
on that extremely high frequency so that even when there's adversity, I'm embracing the adversity as a learning experience and embracing that learning experience, knowing that it's, it's actually, uh, it's, it's actually, uh, ameliorating who I am, you know, Ryan Leslie, word Word of the day, day. number part two, two. ameliorating that down. (laughs) We're at two. We're actually technically two and a half. He said fever. Fervor. Fervor. Now, right. it may not be a large word, but I've heard it on this podcast. I'll tell you what they do, do. Go with my head. <laughs> so we have fervor. Right. Ameliorate. Ameliorate. And uh, uh, agnostic. Agnostic. Okay. That word. Yeah. Yeah. You're killing them, right? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, I think we see it all the time in social media. Hey, embrace the hate. You know, it makes you stronger. You know, uh, but at the end of the day, for me, it's just like, look, just vibrate on the frequency. No matter that where you it need. comes from. Yeah, and just, and just be on your frequency, be on that playing field and be on that plane that allows you to perform at the highest level. Nice. When you start coming down from that level, That's your performance yeah, is affected, right, your yeah. your mindset is affected, your, your, your ability to contribute the way you want to contribute is affected. And I definitely want to make sure I'm just, I, we got such limited time on the earth anyway, I just want to be on the highest frequency. It's, fr- so, it's funny, I just read this book, um, the, four, the Four Agreements, four agreements. That, that really mm-hmm. just spoke everything that he just said that's crazy Mm -hmm. are there any um like even even at that time was there anything that you were reading or like uh, i guess uh uh, bring get get keeping yourself around that was i guess keeping you motivated at the time well my parents actually are i mean the salvation army is actually a deeply rooted in religious in religion organization Mm -hmm. very religious organization christian based and so really my mother's like a prayer warrior Right. So anytime yeah. I was going through whatever I was going through, could have been good or bad relationships, whatever it was, my mother would always just know. And I would get on the phone with her, even if it was infrequently, I get on the phone with her and she just say, man, I'm praying for you. And uh, she would know exactly what to pray for, what needed to <laughs> manifest, et cetera, what needed to you know, make its way out of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would always just know. And so I think um, outside of books and reading, I mostly read a lot more. Uh, fantastic books like you know the never ending story and mm. the wizard of oz and fine, like actually fine. reading those books um you know alice in wonderland and uh and then stories like by harper lee you know to kill a mockingbird yep, i would read mockingbird. i would read that those books fire. over and over again uh because and i think that i think that also correlates with just how i make music i once I key into a certain topic or I key into uh, some piece of art that actually affects me and I like the way that it's affecting me, I'll read it over and over again. And I think music is awesome because like, you know, people who are on my team, I'm always turning music off. And the reason why I turn music off is because I always have music playing in my head. I have a soundtrack mm-hmm. at all times. Me and my That's sister would grow up and would be like, hey, what song you got in your head right now? And it was cool when I was growing up because I had songs in my head that was like Lionel Richie or Michael right Jackson, and then at some point, head. oh, it's new, right? It's some new so, shit right yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Straight Ooh. up. Like, yeah, get out of you here. Know? Throw that at him. You, you ain't yeah. hit this one. Yeah. 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 You ain't yeah. hit this one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the reality is that at some point there was a switch, and that's when I knew I needed to make music when the songs in my head were my own songs. They were my own creation, my own mm, chord that's, progressions, that's my right. own. Do you remember exactly when that switch was? Man, it had to be probably like 11, 12 mm. years old. And I, at, at, at first, you know, I was like, okay, what is this? You know, am I actually, is this because like I like some girl at school or, and I'm hearing melodies and, you know, and I know if I'm, if I, oh, I'm seeing how she's responding to, I'm seeing how she's actually responding to 
records that's on the radio. Nice. So does that mean if that, my that's influenced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that if that if that was my melody, would she actually respond to? It? And I remember actually in Boston uh, after I got out of school. I literally would write songs about literally anything. So I'd be on the train, the subway in Boston and see somebody on their way to work and know I'm gonna see her again the next day, go home and write a write a song about like, hey, the girl on the train, give her the CD the next day and be like, oh, okay, she's actually responding to it. This is great. That's right? a cheat code. That's, that's, very, yeah. that's, very, that's very Joe of you. That's another level though. I got I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing that. It might oh, not be oh, good. You gonna go to I'm jail? Like, Yo. <laughs> you gonna go to jail? <laughs> you remember, he said that he was doing that, that shit years old, ago. Old, old, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do that shit. Then the guy on the train. He always sees me. He wrote a song, and yeah. I'm not. Oh, yeah. motherfucker, yeah. he's gonna fuck you. Yeah. I didn't ask for this. Yeah. <laughs> you are impending my yeah. rights. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, so, so in between the the giving of records to New Edition and right. producing. And you said there was a large gap in between. Yeah, it was a large Getting gap. Getting to your moment. Right, what right. Is that, what is in, what's in that journey? Yeah, so I would say that, you know, I spent a great deal of time really just um, studying the game, mm. you know? So uh, I, think, I think one of the greatest takeaways from that time period was here's a kid that went to Harvard in his teens, came out of school, had a Harvard degree in the music business, and really you, you know, when I was when I would be at home or in my studio, I'd be like, "Hey, man, I know everything. You know, mm -hmm. nobody can tell me anything. I'm advanced. I'm an intellectual. I'm smart." I remember Tommy sat me down one time. He said, "Look, you know, you might be smart and everything, but until you're in a place where other people want to be where you are, mm -hmm. then in the music industry, you don't have a point of view." I said, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you might have wow. an opinion, or whatever, but I actually don't. Until you're in a place where I want to be. I'm not interested in your point of view. And he said, I'm not saying that to uh, to stifle any of your creativity or anything that you want to say or whatever. Um, but I would also uh, I would also offer that as some counsel to you that you should take advice from people who are in a are in a place or a position that you would you like to be. be mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. A lot of times, and you know, this is important, you know, for folks that are listening, if you got a team or a crew around you and they, you might have a peanut gallery around you, um, you know, people that love you, yeah, they, they're going to have uh, uh, advice about, and you should probably take their advice about how life is making you feel. But in terms of taking advice in terms of business strategy or in terms of the steps that need to be taken to get you out of a situation, you need to get that advice and you need to get that counsel from someone who's in a situation that you would like to be in. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I had all these ideas about social media. I had all these ideas that even I had then. even then. And I had all these ideas about like, uh, you know, one of my resident advisors uh, at Harvard was was in the business school and he was a student of the music industry, loved the music industry, was the biggest fan of Teddy Riley, gave me my first ASR 10. Mm -hmm. I was on academic probation three times at Harvard and he every single time advocated on my behalf to the administrative board. And he said, look, Ryan, you know, the music industry uh, is going to be unsustainable as long as they continue to employ the same business practices. And so you need to be smart in two ways. One, any publicly traded music company, you should short them in the stock market. So that was my first foray into. And once again, I'll say when you have a mentor, when you have somebody that's willing to give you advice, when you have somebody that's willing to point you in the right direction, take their advice because nine times out of 10, they actually have some foresight which you wouldn't actually have because you focus on your music. <clears throat> so if that's what he loves and he's giving me advice on what he loves, he said the, one of the first ways to be ahead of this curve and to benefit from this shift economically 
is to any publicly traded music company, go ahead and short that music company because they're going to need to completely recalibrate before they can start making money again. And we saw this happen. I mean, he predicted it. We saw it happen <laughs> with the demise of the jewel case mm-hmm. and the CD. Mm-hmm. Like everybody with the, you know, all of all of all the dope boys that used to come to the barbershop, they had the bubble lex with the CD changer. There's no CD changers yeah, anymore on no CDs, over. right? So with the demise of all of that recorded music and physical products, it took a second. I mean, we're recording this podcast right now in Spotify. Spotify was really one of the greatest catalysts in actually recalibrating the business and economics of the music industry so that we actually could aggregate all of the interest in music to streaming and then start to pay out. And of course, everybody had their uh, issues with how much we're getting paid, et cetera. True, indeed. At the same time, though, you know, um, the record companies have bounced back and they're, you know, they're, they're starting to do, you know, their billions of dollars yeah, again, yeah, right? right. again. And so, and so uh, that was the first piece of the puzzle was um, Sandy told me, look, uh, and his name was Sandy Green. You can look him up. He's a, a, a professor now, a business professor in California. So he told me that. And then second of all, he said, look, you know, the Internet is really just going to change the way that music is discovered and distributed. And so as close as you can be to and as much of a front runner as you can be to that transition, uh, that's also going to bode extremely well for you. So I would go into meetings, marketing meetings and, you know, just be like, hey, man, you know, how are we doing on our data strategy? And right. they'd be like, what you talking about? Like, like can you go back to the studio and make what? some more beats, man? Like, what you talking about? Yeah. 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 We got a deadline, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, our strategy for this album is you know, have some beats. Right. Exactly. So I would I would come in with all all these concepts, and um, you know they necessarily. I would say that they they the the response to those concepts was 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 ill received at times. Right. Mostly because I was the young know it all right. who mm-hmm. was at the time in a position that was far different from the position that they wanted to be in. Did that degree kind of put a um? Did that degree couple with the success with? the beat making and being connected to Tommy and Puff, does that at times put like a target on your back in the industry? Like them being with you in a certain way? Man, you know, we talked about this a little bit. Um, I, you know, I had an interview recently with, with the with my friends over at the Breakfast Club. And, you know, maybe it did. You know, for me, though, I, I would say that uh, I never really had it, you know, in the event that there was a target on, on my back, per se, mm-hmm. uh, I never really noticed it or paid attention to it. It didn't get in your way. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So, so, so to really break down what happened in that gap is, um, one of my, one of my friends, Rashid Richmond called me up and said, look, Ryan, I think it's time. And I said, what do you mean? You, uh, you think it's time? He's like, well, um, there's a new search engine that's really a front runner to all of the other ones because there was Alta Vista, there it was, was Yahoo, Alta Vista. there was, you know, well, Bing, was the other Sotaro, one? Uh, Alta there, Vista, there was, there was, there was there Ask Jeeves, was one. Ask Jeeves, yeah. right? and there was another one, I can't remember. Ask Jeeves was wild. Yeah, Ask Jeeves was wild. Whatever, 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 whatever one. Right. The, one, the one with the dog. Dog, uh, dog pile or no, 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 no. I, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, eye, right? I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. It was there. It it was there. Yeah. yeah, everybody knows there were a bunch of search engines. Mm-hmm. Google at that time was was beginning to really, uh, to, to, to really, yeah, blossom mm-hmm. and and be be really that front runner. And so that was um, the early 2000s. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. 2000s, and then kind of mid 2000s. And so he was like, "Look, you know, there's a way to actually." Um, if you're smart, there's a way to actually manipulate 
the Google algorithm so that whatever you need to be a top search result can actually be a top search result. Uh-oh. And so he said, look, you know, I've been looking for a couple of different ways that I can employ this to our benefit. And there's a platform called MySpace where the charts are actually, there are people in the music industry Jeez. that are starting to pay attention to the charts and yeah. not just the music industry, but actually fans in yeah. general mm-hmm. start to pay attention to the charts. And so he said, look, you know, I think a way that I can actually utilize this hack that I have for Google is why don't you, you know, tell me somebody that you want to be on the top of the MySpace music charts and anyone that searches the keyword MySpace, their MySpace music profile will be the number two Google search result. Mm. And so at the time it was Cassie. Uh, I had a record called Me and You. We 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 mm. put it on the MySpace Woo! profile. That joint went crazy. You keep it's calm stunts. Like you're like, yeah, we had this we had this record. It's like this food yeah. is good, but a gleaning little salt. Pow! Right yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just me and yeah. yeah. I've been waiting. Yeah, right. That was right. 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 Come on, you talking to three niggas that was sitting in that front of that right. motherfucking 106 and Park screen, like, like give this. me more. Like yeah. This. Like focus there. Yeah. What's going yeah. on? And so she just happened to have all of the elements that uh including that record uh that that just made her into really one of the first internet pop stars, right? Mm-hmm. A real a real bona fide viral sensation. And and that was the moment in time where the switch started to happen where people were like, oh, okay, Ryan might actually know what he's talking about when he's talking about all this digital media and social media and internet stuff. And so we actually might want to start listening. And so uh, at that point, um, you know, I I immediately said, whatever I'm doing, I need to put on hold. You know, when you, when you, when you, uh, when you put your net up and a comet actually flies into the net, you don't try to hold it down and be like, oh, I'm gonna go chase that later. You you ride it all the way out. And that's exactly what we did uh, with Cassie's uh, pathway and trajectory. And she really became the first internet pop star. And, um, you know, I wrote and produced that entire album in 13 days. Uh, Just just in in that same Harlem apartment where people saw me actually making all those other records. And man, we, we needed to do that just because of the momentum of the record. And I think since then, we've seen many other cases like that. And I think, you know, um, maybe Summer Walker, uh, I mm-hmm. think uh, Billie Eilish, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think her brother's her producer, where you have these- Yeah, Billie um, brother, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brother, yeah. Where, 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 where you have these, you know, producer artists, uh, uh, combinations and they had happened previously mm-hmm. right like Missy and Timberland, Timberland you know yeah. uh, uh, Alicia and Timberland Jim, yep. Janet Jackson Jan and, and uh, uh, Jimmy Jam yep. Terry Lewis yep. yeah Jimmy and Jam and everybody they talk yeah 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 <laughs> you know what I'm saying and then let's not forget Dr. Dre so Dr. Dr. Dre and right and then to actually see this start to happen in a formulaic way in the internet age you saw how much more quickly someone could go from relatively unknown to, sure. you know, fully famous, when, right? When people caught on, if they ever did, when people finally caught on, how crazy was your demand being on that side? Oh, it was super crazy. And uh, the I would say one of the main reasons why I pivoted to that strategy is because during my tenure as, as just a staff producer, I realized that I, you know, from a timing standpoint, I was at the mercy of the release schedules Mm -hmm. and I definitely you know being impatient being an innovator I felt like you know a lot of downtime was happening I mean I still got records with Jeezy right now I got Mm -hmm. I got records that I'm sitting on just because back then 
from back then That's crazy. and later on mm -hmm. where you know you're just waiting on the release schedule mm -hmm. when's the timing mm -hmm. when is the artist ready when's the market ready when's the cultural time and so i wanted to just have the the kind of autonomy that allowed me to just put out records we're at four. It's four. Autonomy. 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 Podcast. Autonomy. We're at four. Yeah. That is Ryan really Legend amazing. Word of the day. We're at four. 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 If you, for those keeping note at home, we are at four. 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 This, yeah. is a, okay. this is a this is a all-time leading scorer. <laughs> yeah, right. He's putting up crazy <laughs> he's, he's, numbers. Yeah. Right now, he's kind of the court. He's dunking on everybody. I've never seen anybody come to <laughs> Michelle, my Le, gym. Michelle LeBron. Michael Jordan. He's just doing it. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. He's finding his lane. Make don't shot. Make space. All star caliber. Mama, there goes that man. Straight up. So you're talking about having having control over the Having control over the releases. And so I think that's really what the internet allows you to do. And so right now you can make a record and two days later it's on all platforms. Shit, later that day. Yeah, it's on all platforms. And so that really was what was most attractive to me about what we were doing with the Cassie project. We could put a record on MySpace, put it in that player. Anyone could listen to it. Mm -hmm. Anyone could share it. Anybody could repost it. And um, I think that uh, really that entire period was kind of the learning period for me. And it just came to a screeching halt. Uh, and I realized, okay, I'm only going to do one record with Cassie. And then once I realized I'm only going to do one record with Cassie, then I had to say, okay, now what do I do? Because I, I was on a ride and ready to keep going. Well, for the people right? at home, what, what was the screeching halt? What was the moment or what was the reason for coming to that realization that you're only going to do this one record? Well, I think like um, it, it's always the artist's prerogative to mm -hmm. decide whether they're going to make another record. And it's the artist's prerogative to decide who they want to make records with or yeah. who they who they want to collaborate with, who they want to be around, who they want to hang out with. And so uh, I'm definitely not in the business of, of trying to control that which is outside of my control. I think it's already, uh, I think it's already enough of a, of a formidable task yeah, yeah. to just, be in control. Wake up and do what you're supposed to do. Formidable. We haven't even given over. That, that, was, <laughs> that, was, a, that was that wasn't even a three. That, that was, was the, the that was the jab. That was the great contact. That was the wow. that was that was the mid. No, that was the it was in the post. Yeah, no, exactly. It, but it wasn't. But it wasn't a hook. He put, no, 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 no. It was like, as soon as he felt oh, the body. Oh, spin move. Turn, spin move. Lay up. Bank. And we're back down the court. Formidable. Easy. Quick yeah. Yeah. Easy. So it's formidable. Because to even try and get that. To just even keep control Naturally. yourself. Of right. yourself. Right? Exactly. Like people people will make New Year's resolutions and, and never keep them. It's all, it's, we, just, we, we were just talking about yeah. before you came in. Well, I mean, it's the eighth and people are already like, ooh, I'm going I'm to start over again next <laughs> oh, week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the gym. Oh, yeah. New Year's. We, we were talking. Gym. Remember shit. One month. Next 11. I was at my other job talking about this. People, it's like that with podcasting now. Podcasting is the gym because that is so easy to do. So when people, so people don't already start and end podcasts right now. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. There's literally that's why there's 2.5 billion podcasts yeah, right now because right. people said, oh. If you they doing do that over there, yeah. I can do it. I'm gonna do that shit. That, that's right. every, for me. That's everything in the world. There's so many people. Yeah. I want to be a chef. They cook. They cut their finger once. Now nah, I want to cook no more. Yeah. I want to be or a rapper. Niggas, or niggas be they like, nah, this shit trash. You know what I mean? No like salt. it's it's it's. There's always no, those, the people that come from a different club. Them niggas won't quit, bro. Yeah, I mean, niggas won't. be dead ass. Rappers don't quit. Niggas will be sick. I'm not gonna let you lie like that on this podcast, bro. I don't know what it is about rapping, but niggas never put it down. You know what it really is? I'm like, you it's, know it's just, you can't it's do just this. Circle. Right. 
No, yeah, the circle no, 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 be no, 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 it kind of like, you start like, oh, this shit kind of actually trash. Like it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what I mean? Yeah. You hit it 50 times, you're like, like, oh, yeah. okay. You might have had some here, but you really don't. So your right. friend's like, yo, it's hot. It's, it's really not. Yeah. Put me in your friend group. If you got it, if you want to say this, I'll tell you. Yo, right <laughs> now. Jones to be in your group so I can tell you. Because I'm going to tell you, let's, right. let's pick some, a yo, different trade. Yo, especially niggas our age. No, look, right? I don't mean a hijack your interview. PSA. Right. It was 2020. 30 and up. It's quiet. Right. If you 30, bro, and the only thing you ever headlined was the local ball, not even. Hang it up, bro. Yeah, just hang it up. Hang it hang up, it bro. Up, local ball could be all right. Nah, nah, bro. Hang it up, bro. And I'm not even, I know niggas gonna be like, yo, they hate it. That's cool. Call me whatever you want to call me. So but name, the last, name the last rapper at 30 to pop. Niggas love posting the memes. Uh, uh, two chains. Two, two chains. He was plus, he was thirty plus, and he right. was already a rapper. Right. He was already right. a rapper. Like, was, we could he was titty boy. He yeah. was titty boy. Right. He had the in already. Nigga, you are still. I'm trying to think. Jay Block, <laughs> and you are still somebody. At somebody local. at thirty to 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 Who? really blow up. Who? Think about it. Who? But not even Griselda. They they not thirty. And then they was Rick they were they were rapping thirty. When he, Rick Rose was not thirty. He was older than thirty when Pusha yeah. came out. He was older than thirty. Years. How old but he was, but, but, hold on, but he was thirty. Hold on, but he was he was writing for uh for slip and slide. Yeah, he was that. already yeah. in. He was already right, in. The was in. Well, no, we talking about brand you talking about new. brand new. You ain't had no mm, in. Thirty. And you just pop. You thirty, yeah, bro. Son. Don't nobody want to be a thirty year old. That's a get a trade. Get a trade. Get a trade. Don't start no podcast. Don't try to go to the league. Get a job. Get a job. Get a okay. trade. Or, or like we're gonna talk about business. later, start, start a business. business. Exactly. Get you an app. Right. Figure but, it but out. What I don't want is seeing more thirty old rappers. <laughs> niggas that graduated. Well, I dropped out. But niggas that, <laughs> nigga that graduated with me. I graduated. Anybody class of 07, Hang it up. Jesus Christ. Hang it the fuck up. Us Ryans go to college. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> guys, I, I didn't get a chance to go to nah, college. No, you, you sanctioned. You good. Bro. I, was say, I didn't get a chance to go to college. Bro. You always yeah. have a chance, though. You see I know I got to go back. First of all, yeah. I dropped out of free school. If you ever yeah. pay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was fucked up I'm, at free school. I'm still paying it back. But, yeah. you know, look, it looks look, good. Look, I tell niggas right now, my business plan works. You niggas are paying somebody. I dropped out free. Yeah. <laughs> all I had to do was pay my debt to society. Right. Oh, Jesus Christ. Work with you. Right. That, was, that was something different. That was something right. different. All right, all right, all right. All right, yeah. so, so let's talk so, about this, the, the creation of this first album. The creation because of you, Ryan Lesley. Ryan Lesley. Because everything up to that point, you're helping everybody else push yeah. their narrative, push their mm -hmm. dream. Mm -hmm. So now how do you, because obviously as, as a great producer, just like Mac with uh, uh, being a great artist, mm -hmm. being being a uh, excellent interview, like you got to think in the mind of the people you're working for, right? Right. So now how do you get out of that mindset and think for our ledge? Right? It, it was by default. I mean, seriously, being a 100% writer, you're always writing records that could be your record. Yeah. So New Edition record could have been my record. Cassie, me and you, honestly, there's a Ryan Leslie demo of that record. It definitely sounded way better on her, <laughs> and the video was way was better. Way better. You could have the video. Yeah, take this right now. Exactly. Okay, how many words you know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. How many Google searches yeah, you yeah, got? Yeah, yeah. Couldn't did that for sure. This is a great video. For sure, it's a great video. So I had a catalog already of records that that um, that I like that I loved, and I thought other people would love, and then. I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of reality on that album, and so you know, Diamond Girl really was a, a record which was was I was making that beat for Cassie, 
And that was that moment we were just in that transitional period where she just didn't show up at the studio. So I'm mm. like, oh, this beat is fire, man. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna write Brr, some. Brr, yeah. Is any of that success or any of that, any of those records, which was crazy, any of those records, was, was it there any, how do you say this? Was any of that salty motivation? Like, oh, bet you don't wanna fuck with me? Nah. Bet I'm gonna make this and that nah, gonna hurt. Nah, nah, nah. I, I'm not, none of anything I'm doing is ever, any, none of anything that I ever do is ever motivated in that mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's also just like there's a different kind of uh there's a different kind of weight to to expressing yourself in that way and it works for some people yeah. you know what i mean maybe like an eminem or whoever else mm -hmm. where it actually works for but for me i just was like look i just want to be as honest as possible i wonder if we'll ever find out how it was supposed to be that was just so real it was new year's eve i was in the studio my sister was in the studio and you know, I was like, man, I thought this New Year's Eve was supposed to be the yeah the one. Mm -hmm. She wasn't there, so I was like, oh, that's a perfect course. I wonder if we'll ever find out how it was supposed to be, or you know, what would you do if I left you out of the blue? <laughs> I mean, I mean, those records are so. When you listen, even to just like it was, it was real, right. it was real moment. It's real, it's real. And so, uh, honestly, you know, um, it's about really just uh, it's cathartic, you know. So mm -hmm. it's like six. That's, yeah, that yeah, was, that was, that was a three. That was, that was a three, but hold on, hold on. Kind of but it was because he because he, he pronounced it in right. a way. That in our face, he called it no shamgar. No, he no. He, he walked down. He walked down. He looked at us in our face and said, "Oh, where?" He called it out. Where I'm at? Did he call it? Out? He looked. Steph Curry, nigga. He was on the. You know, I'm a Knicks fan. Unfortunately, right. he was on the logo. Oh, that nigga launched from the logo. Right, Alan Houston. Alan, no lean. Nice, no lean. He was. Right. So now we I have, have, I have a feeling it's only halftime. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, yeah. The second quarter started. Yeah. <laughs> the nah, second nah, quarter nah, started. Nah, He's nah, already nah. at six. Right. This is crazy. Yeah, no. Nah. But I mean, right. because you have all that emotion and you want it to be expressed positively. So music is a great vehicle to get that expression out. And then also just the feeling that, okay, maybe what I'm writing will actually help someone else through this situation. And so the number of people that I've ever written to, now everybody can text me directly now. So some of the texts that I get are, hey, this song got me through this. This song got me through that. And then, you know, there's you also- You changed the game with that. Nah. You, you changed the game yeah. with that. What? With, the, with that with that text shit, like with just yeah. being able to text. Like I remember the first time I heard him say, I'm like, this nigga about to let people just call him? Yeah. Like that's crazy. I know, I know it was going wild. It was, yeah. it was definitely going wild, especially right at the beginning. And after certain interviews, like this one, it'll probably go. Mm. It'll probably go. I remember the first time I heard it was uh, you were you were uh, at Combat Jack. Mm. You was on mm. you rest in peace, OG Reg. Yeah, so you was you was at Combat Jack, and I think yeah. it was like Black Mozart. Yeah, you was talking about, and yeah. was, I said this nigga's crazy. He's not about to. Yeah, not and he texting them, but nah, yeah. for real. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, I never forget. I, the, it was probably two days later. My man was like, "Yo, you listen to <laughs> Combat Jack shit?" I said, "Yeah." He was like, "Bro." I'm about to text that nigga Ryan Leslie mm -hmm. my shit right now. Yeah. And I said, you know how old he is, right? He's 30 now. He's 30. He's Ryan 30. Leslie never answered. Yeah, that's He's 30. <laughs> yeah. I had to, I had to Steve, write I know you listening. I had, to, <laughs> yeah, I, had, I had to write about that. I had to write about that. I said, literally, my, my opinion means very little to your success as a musician. So I could either like your record, I could dislike your record. Nothing. I could even buy your record. I could buy 100 copies of your record. That's only such a small part of what it really takes to be successful as a musician. So for me, the way I could be most helpful 
send me your record, but send it with a business plan. And then I can tell you based on your, because music's subjective. It has nothing to do with the quality of your music. That's Mm -hmm. why so many people uh, will hate from the sidelines and be like, yo, he's not even hot. He's doing well. He's right? doing very well, but you can't you can't say anything about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Plan. And so for me, I'm I'm more interested in look, whatever your dream is, whatever it is that you really want to do, wherever it is that you want to go, however you want to make an impact in life, however much money you want to make, let me help to advise you on that. Let me look at your business plan or lack mm. thereof. Let mm. me put you in the, the right direction. Here. Yeah, we, yeah, we are here. Yeah. And, uh, we, we, we was, hey, for I sure. got a business plan for you. He, he got yeah. a business plan. We got the deck. <laughs> we got a right. business plan. Yeah, oh, we got a yeah. live show next. Uh, well, yeah. it already happened. Yeah. Um, but, but, but we want to get into DeLorean and come mm, see how it went. We <laughs> come back to see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? We got a few words. Um, yeah. You know, six so, maybe uh, between us. So so you're speaking about business plans. So I already know that you had a business plan for the first album. Explain to us, uh, like, walk us through the business plan of that first project because I know I, I already know it was crazy. Your format, was yeah. Saying. So I, I got really got to give it up to just being open and receptive to having great people around you. And I would say that if you look at all the greatest impacts that have ever happened in the history of technology, or uh, whether it's industrial age or or whatever's going to happen, even in cannabis mm-hmm. now. It's about finding that person who's a visionary and the person who's a visionary having uh, great people around them that are going to give them great ideas and allow the person who's leading to have the discernment to pick which great ideas are, are, are the most timely uh, to be correlated to the success that you want to achieve. So I really got to give up a lot of that early Ryan Leslie success to uh, a young brother by the name of Shiv Pandya. And Shiv was at Rutgers at the time and it reached out either via email. And I think I had always had uh, like even back in Blackberries and two way mm-hmm. pages and sidekicks. I had one of those on my website it was like, yo, put your information in. I didn't have a full texting platform, but I was interested in receiving as much as the universe was interested in giving me. And so I wanted to have an open door at all times for all the greatest ideas. And so Shiv uh, being such a, and, and shout out to Shiv now, he, he works very closely with Steven Victor and Pusha T. Yeah. And um, a super smart, I mean, one of the smartest kids uh, that ever reached out. And he said, look, Ryan, um, you're a person that is rooted in the internet. You've already started to build on these early social platforms. Why don't we start to take a look at that data and see where the audience is as opposed to trying to uh, to force your way into an audience that or a place that already may be saturated. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, at that time, I think, you know, especially from R&B, you were starting to see the shift, which was really that shift to like the young money, Mm-hmm. Uh, Akon, it was kind of that where, where they rapping, where they singing, mm-hmm. etc. And so uh, R and B, even if you wanted to get on festivals, etc., they weren't really necessary. It was not a Frank nah. Ocean, yeah, you yeah, know, nah, headlining no. Coachella it, it took, time. It, took, it, it was time. a minute. It was a minute. Yeah. it was a minute before. Yeah. And, and so what Shiv was saying is like, hey, let's let's go into discussion boards, let's go into chat rooms, let's go into in the places where music is being exchanged and see where the people are who actually commenting on your music. And we started to see that uh, a lot of the activity and feedback was coming from Europe. And he said, look, the way to get to folks in Europe is they still have a great affinity for vinyl records. So let's press up some vinyls and let's start to distribute them to some of the core mix show and club DJs out in Europe. And then what, what, what we're going to do that's going to differentiate you from all the folks that are actually going out and touring is instead of kind of feeling like you're God's gift 
to uh, whoever's performing out there and just doing your records over a track with a DJ. Let's spend the money. Let's do a band. And for every U.S. artist that goes out there and only does a half hour show, you go out there and do a 90 minute show with the band and actually be as personable as possible. Learn a little bit of the language, et cetera. Mm. And so once we found that that was an ingenious way of kind of circumventing what the marketing plan for the United States. Circumvent, seven. We're at seven. (laughs) That was a calm, fast (laughs) break. Euro (laughs) step one, two. Bang. I'm I'm just on his team. I'm just like the, (laughs) you (laughs) even got past me the ball. I'm just, yo, look at this man. Yo, I'm here. We good. Just leave it. 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 We good. I can't worry about my place. We are okay on this side. Holding it down. Now it's two rides, right? It's been two rides. The two ride podcast over there. Call it what you want. Let you know what it is. KD left. Jesus Christ. Karma met his ass on that kneecap. That's fine. Jesus. Katie and Kyrie in Brooklyn, you're You're neither one of them are playing. We taking the season off. Oh man! All right, so, so, <laughs> yeah. so now we're here. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're so that was forward. the business plan. The <laughs> right. business plan was just let let's uh, let let let's planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Let's play where people appreciate. And so you could you could build a great foundation that way. I would say for anybody that's starting a business, play where you have an audience, play where you and so and also for me, I think it was also a little bit different because growing up, I moved around so much. Mm-hmm. So whereas Trey had Virginia, Chris yes. had Virginia, yeah, you know, yeah. Ross had Miami, Snoop had LA. I was, you know, I went to four different high schools in three different cities. Damn, sound like me. In my junior year. So I was not running around claiming. That I mean, wasn't, wasn't and DC any, would claim me and Stockton would claim yeah, me. Yeah, I'll take it, but yeah, yeah. you didn't have the yeah, specific. Exactly. It wasn't like, hey, I grew up with these people. I was on the block with these people. I, you know, I went to high school with these people. I went to college. Mm-hmm. I mean, and college was very sort of, uh, Disjointed anyway yeah, because people say, came hard, from all everybody over. Everybody yeah. from everywhere, everywhere in the world, right? Yeah, right. So that really was the business plan, and it worked out. You know what I mean? Now let's be real. I didn't sell a lot of records. You know what I'm saying? My first record sold maybe like 180 thousand copies. That's that's a failure in the music industry. You know, Back gold then, then, nowadays. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. Nowadays. You do that now. Yeah, that's a, you do that now. You're number one. You're number you number one. You do that shit now. You number one. And, and you the front of every social media. Yeah, you, I mean, not social media. You the front of every streaming platform too. Yeah, you on that homepage. Yeah, yeah. Hot albums, hot new albums. But I mean, at the same time, you know, there needed to be a recalibration of how sales and demand were measured, which is why a certain number of Spotify streams will get you a gold 
That's a fact. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Without the actual That's necessarily uh, selling the physical copies. How was that? A, but you were... Were you critically acclaimed? Was that first album critically acclaimed later on? Or well, I, I right? actually, I actually, I, I actually put two records out in the first year. So right. one record came out in it February was the Ryan and Leslie, and then yeah, the, and the one with the Green yeah, transition, yeah, with the green transition eyes, came yeah. out. Came that was out the deluxe uh, joint. The, yeah, yeah, that was the one in with November the shit with the Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yep. Sunday yep. night. You're not my girl. Man. Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. those. Yeah. those and then you had to push a record on there. Yes, something that Zodiac too. Zodiac was all. Yeah, we fans. We fans. This is Ryan Leslie and us. So two two projects in the same year and the second one. Yeah, and the second one was Grammy nominated. So it was critically acclaimed. The second album, Grammy nominated, sold only a third of the number of customers. So only sixty thousand. So I felt like that to me was a sign for an exit, right? Because whatever system I was in mm-hmm. was definitely going backwards. It was going, you know, if I'm if if my first record selling 180,000 copies and my second one which is Grammy nominated and critically acclaimed, arguably a better body of work, is only selling 60,000, then whatever seed was planted was I would say um I would say uh, it felt like it was regressing instead of pre- progressing. Exactly. Mac Wilds right. puts up one. Right. Mac Wilds right. regressing. Right. That's seven to one. Right. We're, we are on the board. Right. We good over here. We good. Nigga, when you leave, you still right. next to you us. still here. Yeah. Nigga, you I'm on the. I might go in him. this house. <laughs> might go in. <him. laughs> get, right. get, yo, right. get your bag. Get your bag. Pack your bag. Get your TV. Get your bum ass Xbox. Right. Out this house. I think I'd rather live in a castle. He gonna be on the coastline, right? Clear port to the coastline. There we go. There we go. I feel you, man. I would do it too. Now, did there ever feel a point like because to me, if I and like I said, I'm not a musician. I'm just somebody who loves music. If I'm doing something and it's not getting the the number wise, like if we're doing this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, I can I can make it super personal. The first podcast I ever did was called the He Man Woman His Club, yes. right? That that podcast I started in 2015. Mm-hmm. In that first year and a half, we weren't doing astronomical numbers, mm-hmm. but I knew whenever I said something, I pissed off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I knew everybody in New York and all the important people, label people, they were listening. Right. So, e- so even though I'm getting 500 listens a week. Mm-hmm. It's who's listening. Exactly. So to me, that is almost the same as, all right, even though your album didn't sell as much as the first one, mm-hmm. it's Grammy nominated, which I don't, I'm not saying we believe in, in these in, white in, institutional in, in, in the institution awards, of, but clearly, it was the right 60,000 people. people are, like, clearly the people are paying attention. There's certain, there's, right. there's a, there's so, a, yeah. Right, so my thing is, what about that said to you, okay, let me exit. Yeah, I think really for me it was, was that, uh, I wanted my business to be tended to the way that I would tend to my business. And without Mm. control of my business, I would need to sort of relinquish responsibility for the performance of business-wise to those that were in control of the business. And so for me, I would prefer to be the one that could look in the mirror and be to blame for the regression that, that Mac was talking about. And so, 
you know, in order for me to do that, I needed to be out of a system and be in a place where I could actually be in control of my destiny. Fly and so it. it's important uh, because it takes a, it takes a, it takes an incredible leap of faith and it takes someone who's built the right way. Right. Because some artists and some creatives and some folks that are visionaries are built to have a support infrastructure around Absolutely. them. And for me as an innovator, I want to be an innovator on all levels. So I would like to innovate what my support infrastructure is. And so I was able to re-engineer my support infrastructure to be a one-to-many, meaning that every single fan that was actually interested in me, uh, they would have the ability to support me directly. And in having that ability to support me directly without the label, without the streaming services, without Apple Music, without everyone being in the way, collecting data, remarketing and retargeting mm -hmm. people who were coming to their platforms <coughs> because of my creativity, I was able to build that kind of direct one-on-one -on -one relationship. And that's really why I believe companies like Amazon have returned so much value over the years is because they have that data set. And so I've been able to, uh, I've been able to benefit from studying that by being an investor as well. So being an investor Fine. in Amazon from 2009 to now, you can imagine the run of that trajectory yep. over the last 10 years. So, yeah, your, you pocket, know, your pockets are feeling lovely right now. You're doing pretty well. Your pockets, yeah. you're doing pockets well. got a little yeah. No wonder you can say to me $17. Yes, he got yeah. it. Yes, you know, yeah. absolutely. And Ryan, so, how, how, you, are you listen, there? listen, those yeah, chains, we, we those good. chains are, are baguettes. I've <laughs> those, those, those the whole time. Baguettes. <laughs> They've been calling <laughs> Baguettes dance differently they than, they dance than, they're understand, understand. They got shoulders. Those baguettes have been yelling the whole time, this whole time, like, I'm here. But fuck up your account. <laughs> we would fuck your account up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. kids yeah. would not eat by yeah. us. Yeah. But you'd be happy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be happy. You'd be shining. Well, diamond, diamond you'd be shining. Like, at this point in my life, right. talk to me like the, right. the motherfucker from Harry Potter. Yeah. I'll be your precious. Looking so for your precious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Buy me! Nigga, I'll be in a roller like that. Just buy me, man. Right. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh right. All your friends, your friends have one and you don't. Right. <laughs> Stop it. Stop right. it. So, so I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying for any entrepreneur that's out there, whether you're doing music, whether you're doing a health food stand, whether you're doing a um, juice bar, whether you're doing, you're a fitness instructor. Or podcast. Yeah. Or podcast, yoga instructor. You want to do a tech startup. Just know your audience and, and be as personal as Amazon is with you. Mm -hmm. And Amazon serves every, every customer, every customer. Right. And so that's really the, that's really the standard to which eventually I want even people who are on my platform, they, they're they getting text messages. Amazon, when you make your order at Amazon, you're not worried like, ooh, they're getting too many orders. They might not get to mine. You expect that your order is going to oh, yeah, arrive, you know, right? You know yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. And so, I'd be surprised. They tell you exactly <laughs> when. So, uh, look, some motherfucker told me the other day about some shit. I said, don't, listen, mm -hmm. however Amazon running mm -hmm. motherfucking house, <laughs> I get my shit when I order it. When I order it. You, there's no, there's no thought in your mind. Oh, it's not coming. Right. If you, right. They, they tell you when I'd it's coming. Right. You, can actually, come right. you can actually, you can actually track it. I wanted to come a little earlier. Yo, right. I ordered some shit the other day. Zeus had me <laughs> ordered some shit the other day. It said it was supposed to come on Tuesday. That shit got there Monday. I said, yeah. That's that's amazing. I said, what that's, the fuck? I said, Amazon, you, let me put you on my business. Yes. That's, that shit. Let me put for you sure. on. For sure. And that's what I'm Shout saying. Out Bezos. That, Shout out Bezos. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is that as you really look at, at, at how wealth is being created now, mm -hmm. we're all proud of Jay-Z. 
course. For touching the Billy, right? Yes. I know a lot of unknown. I know a third that came from me. (laughs) (laughs) I gave Jay-Z every ounce of money I had. Right. Right. And I'll say this. I'll say, look, you know, it probably took 20 years or 21 years to get there, right? To get to the Billy, yeah. Right? And then you see that, you know, somebody who creates a platform like Dropbox can do it in seven. And I think the ability to do it in seven comes is directly correlated to knowing every single customer mm-hmm. no, and caring about knowing every single Speaking customer. Speaking of that, by the time, so the, by the time you actually stepped away from music, when you said, okay, this is how it's going, I'm going to step away, to the time streaming comes into play. And becomes mm-hmm. as are big as you, it was. Are you excited? Because now you're like, Oh, oh yeah! now motherfuckers going to get my music that wanted my music. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Extremely excited. The difference, though, is where do I want to invest my time, right? Mm. Because there's an opportunity cost of time. So once you have children, once you have a family, and you have a, a crazy work life, you have to decide, hey, am I going to go to the soccer game? Am I going to go to the PTA meeting? Am I building a huge company? Am I going to do date night tonight? And so you start to realize that like your time is ridiculously valuable. And so that's why I would say in your 20s and 30s, when you actually are making some money, I think some of what you're talking about where, you know, don't listen to the baguettes. Don't, don't listen, listen to the baguettes. Don't listen to the cars. You know what I mean? And, and put be whispering. Yeah, Ooh. for sure. No, for sure. The Rolex the other day in the store, it whispered and licked my ear. I, I, I showed <laughs> you the watch. I showed you the watch. That's the one I'm right. talking about. Right? No, no, no. You want the green? I want the green. The two-tone green shade called my name. It said in my ear. It said, Mouse, you like me? I know. I know it's going to come into this room. I want the Paul Newman... Uh, the Paul Newman uh, I know what you're Daytona. About. I know exactly that, what you're talking about. I like Florida. And I want the Paul Newman Daytona. I don't even like Florida. I know you from there, but you know we don't like Florida. And this, Daytona shit. This joint right here, the open face. Uh, oh my. The open face AP. Y'all thinking of big little. I just need a gold Prezi. I'm good. I need a black AP. But you know what? Actually, keep it 100. Watches down on us. Watches actually retain their value. Yeah, they're they're, 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 they're more, they're more yeah, yeah. access than, really than um, on uh, liabilities. The, yeah. the brand of watches. Yes, yeah, is, of course. Yeah, 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 get out of here with your bum ass Casio. Michael Kors watch though. I just got this. My fault, you know. My fault. Sorry, because you know the Michael Kors, Dominicans, Michael Kors. Yeah, they. Everybody has had their step by step to get to where it's at. Not me. I still just said, you see, I had a Michael Kors until a few weeks ago. But right. I don't now. Nah, right. the only I've right. only, okay. only, right. only, right. only, right. only right. had. She's never had a Michael Kors. Don't play. You, you ain't never had no family members with a Michael Kors. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. Right. The Dominican, the Dominican community has kept Michael Kors alive. That is hilarious. <laughs> that is comedy. Am I lying? You're not. You're not lying. This is what yeah. I'm saying. But this is what Dominican people are telling me. I'm telling you. We have a broad community, so we have to just announce that all watches do not. Hold the value. Your Timex, yes. your Michael yes. Kors. Right. Oh, we don't got a name. Tell you this. We don't got a name. Let me tell you this. Right. Y'all Rolexes, the bust downs, as soon as you put them bullshit diamonds in yeah, them, they're they not Rolex diamonds. Yeah. Jay-Z yeah. said, you fucking them Rolex up. diamonds, what the fuck you done to that? Yeah. Shout out every motherfucking time. Every time. Yeah. So all that shit, it ain't cute. 
Yeah, that's true. Take, I you don't know, have hey, no watch. It's true. It's true. Exactly. it's true. I still check my time on my phone. Don't yeah. It's true. It's true. It's true. And I will say this, like in your 20s and 30s, when you have that, you have that incredible asset of your own time. Mm -hmm. We're on, the only person uh, that you have to actually really consider. And actually, you know what? I can't say that universally because I do know that there are young families out there. There's young fathers right out here. there. There's young mothers out two, there. Two and things. so that should be even more of an incentive to make the right financial moves. And so yeah. for me coming up, my parents, they really didn't, you know, I came, I came to New York my first year in New York, got my little advance, et cetera. I'm, in, I'm walking to the bank. I got $650,000 in the bank. Mm. I, I can't call my dad and say, hey, oh. what do I do? Because that, that that's more than that's more than that hurt a lot. Yeah. That, that's, that's more than than he actually has earned over the last ten years. You know, mm -hmm. in aggregate. Okay, and he was he he raised Eight. a family of four. That was he nice. Looked you in your he looked <laughs> in your face, stepped back, and said, "Bow, <laughs> aggregate." Bitch ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and then he walked back like this. Right. Back, like, he backpedaled. He ain't even right. trying to turn right. away. That's me on the side. Yeah, yeah, that's my boy. Nigga just had a jerky. Nigga just had to go out next door jerky. Yeah, <laughs> nigga ripped it off. You know the, the kid in the park, he get beat, he come back with his cousin. Like, all right, my cousin really <laughs> played ball. My cousin <laughs> back. <laughs> So I'm saying we see you it, that, sh that should be even more of an incentive to just be make sure your capital and the, and the cash that you're making is in the right place. And I would say, like, look, I even had to go back and educate my parents. Right. Mm -hmm. Because my mother, she just grew up saying, like, look, a credit is bad. And not because she 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 but knew any better. She just said, "Look, I've seen too many people, people who can't yeah. get a lease, yeah. who can't get a car because their credit right. is bad. So let's stay away, let's stay from, away it. from it. Let's do everything cash." And I would say, "Look, there's there are so many better ways to make your capital extend for you to have the life you and lead to to have and lead the life you want to live. You just got to make the right moves. And in order to make the right moves, you have to have people who are in a position that you want to be." And you're taking counsel and advice from them. And so, um, you know, in all of the different initiatives that I've been that, that I have uh, started, the wealth plan that I that I recently started is one of my favorites just because uh, it can help someone or it's really geared for people in their 20s and 30s that maybe you just got your first job and you're just figuring out how to budget and you're thinking, hey, I should put something in a savings account. Maybe that isn't the right place if you want to have Amazon level returns mm -hmm. over the next 10 years to keep it in a savings account because the same 100K in a savings account for 10 years as you would have put in Amazon over the last 10 years, you're talking about a 1,500% return, 1,500%, not $1,500, but 1,500%. No, 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 I thought he misspoke. No, 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 Mm. And had a meeting with him the next day. Yeah, just so off of me like man. that's been my man. Yo, Ryan, yeah. you came in, you knew who he was. Nah, he did. Yeah, 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 the reality and that, and that's what I think is going to really take for our community to to start to change the narrative. And I think someone told me uh 
Just I think there's a new film that's out called Uncut Gems. Yes. Yeah. 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 Really yeah. Shout out to yeah. yeah. the Safi brothers. Yeah. Shout out my boy. Flo- yeah. Was in there, yes. right? Yeah. Greg Shout Yuna. Out yeah. 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 Shout, Shout out Yuna. And so basically, you know, in 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 some discussion about that film, uh, someone told me that uh, the a dollar stays in the Jewish community seven times, seven times before, before it leaves. Before it leaves, right? right. And, and so I think that you know, every community besides us, besides the black community, and that's what I'm saying. That that has to change. And in order for that to change, we have to change our mindset of how much we want to help. And so when Ryan came to meet, he came to a show and said, look, I got an app. I have a tech idea. I'm working for a technology company. I said, yo, let's take the meeting tomorrow as long as I have the bandwidth. And so that's why my number's available. That's why, um, you know, I'm trying to basically uh, memorialize all of the knowledge that I have. So even if any crazy you never know. Once you start talking like this, you could become an actual real target. Yeah, Somebody is, might want to take you out. Yeah, so I that's why that, that situation, because to me, as a, I was just graduated college, I just stepped into a world that I knew nothing about. And I'm like, yo, I fuck with Ryan Leslie, but I know he's on this tech stuff. Mm-hmm. What are the chances I'll have this meeting? It's probably one in a million. Mm-hmm. But he gave me that chance to somebody. It might have never happened. It might have. If that meeting never happened in my mind, I'm going to be like, man. Forget him or forget this whole industry. Like they, they, they fucking me over. But he what? took his time. Yeah. It was like, yo, t- you have time tomorrow. Yeah. And tomorrow, I was your office right over here. Yeah, it yeah. was right over here on, yeah. on Wall Street. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went yeah. to his office on Wall Street with the CEO at the time, and we had a full meeting. And from that point, he was working with the company and right. all that stuff. And yeah. for that, and just in that situation, I was like, yo. This could really happen. Yeah, it's different. It's different. And so I think we just need to show. And I think I think the platform that you guys have to be able to talk how you talk and still make sure that the right kind of messaging, whether it's motivational, inspirational, educational. I think that is so critical uh, for our community to have these kind of voices and have these kind of discussions well, yeah, and conversations. We, we, we consider ourselves a health podcast because yeah. we want everyone living healthy. Right. Like yeah. whether it's mental, physical, yeah. emotionally, financial, financially hear us. I'm 100% sure they tell us all the time, like, from the time we started almost a year ago to now, they've heard just our life progression. Right. And just, we look at things differently, not just from a monetary standpoint, from uh, an ego standpoint, emotional standpoint. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we just want to continue to see people that look like us live healthy. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. And so that's why I'm saying it's, it's that time now. Same way I knew in in 06 that the internet was 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 that change and that was that going to be that swap. It's that time now to start this entire culture and pathway of ownership. That's actually what I that was going to be my next question. I was going to ask you. Um, I, I guess you you've been you've been fortunate enough to to kind of be uh, on the cusp of so many different. Uh, amazing things like be it the 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 spark of google or right. the the myspace wave right. uh even even your youtube videos there was nobody, nobody doing, was right. doing it was nobody doing those for a moment it was only you and joe I it was only you and joe joe had joe button tv and you had this and you had mm-hmm. your blog and right. that was it that and was everybody it. started doing vlogs like mm-hmm. I, I i didn't and even me even me being on 90210 i wasn't as well traveled until i started watching his videos like it's like that's what that made yeah. that's what showed me the go. world for real. Let's go. Those was motivational. <laughs> dead yeah. ass. But uh, so right now in this space, what do you think uh, is is going to be the next development? Like, uh, mm. what do you think is going to be the come next? In with, you know, we yeah. Yeah. Still, no, I'm just, yeah. just saying. Like, what do, you, what, do you, what do you see or what do you forecast as uh, coming up next? Yeah, and I think we've been talking about it. We touched on it a little bit, but I think that every entrepreneur, especially for us, we especially for us uh, as creative entrepreneurs. We just got to make sure that we 
take care and we're great custodians of our data. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've already seen that large data companies are the ones that, as controversial as they are, they're the ones that are creating the most value and convenience for us because they can personalize their offerings. So whether that's Facebook and Instagram giving you content that you want to see or mm-hmm. Amazon recommending products that you really want or Netflix recommending uh, films and television programs that you're going to enjoy, that data is what informs their relationship with you and makes you loyal. And so as we create music, as we create businesses, as we create startups, we need to make sure that we're great custodians of our data. And so mm-hmm. I think that starts with the phone number. And that's yes. why I created a company yeah. that allows people to at scale own and interact with tens, hundreds, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of phone numbers, because that's, that's really our most powerful social handle, that's you know? That's and amazing. I think, you know, I, I was, I was in a meeting, uh, I was in a meeting the other day with, with a couple of guys. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they're fully in Manhattan now, but they keep their 914 numbers, right? Because mm-hmm. their phone number has become a part of their identity. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. I, Same. I tell people that, literally, I just changed, I just changed my phone, changed my phone company. I was like, right, I'm keeping this number. Like, Kept the number. Yeah. yeah. That's, you got to. You yeah. learn that from the hood. Like, you don't even understand. I go, go anywhere. keep going, that number because you got to keep it That keep number got to keep clicking. Yeah. Right? I go anywhere in the world and somebody see 718, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Or sometimes if you three, four, six, four, seven, three, four, So let me ask you this, because everybody hears this part and here's the the business part. Let's talk about the human part for a moment. Right. Um, you were speaking about having kids, having a family, making time. How do you do that amidst 2020, you running businesses, you a mogul. How do you make the time? I'm I'm still uh, single and no children, so that's how I make the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I spend my time with this nigga eyes look the fuck out. He really lying. The Ryan, the projective is just money. Jesus Christ. It's called trajectory. No, no, no. My. I make Jesus. my shit up, do whatever I want. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I can't deal with this nigga. Put this nigga in the jeep. Right. Right. I'm a coach. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I figure I figure now, you know, my, my sister has three, mm-hmm. so the burden that uh, that my parents placed on us to mm-hmm. bring the grandchildren, mm-hmm. she, she got, you know, it's Kai, she Ivy, got it Kodiak. So you could just de- yeah, you could yeah, de- yeah. delegate, mom. Uncle Ryan, yo, it. we want to pull. We want, you know what I'm saying? Got All it. that. I got do you, you ever, right? Do you ever get in these moments now where you're like, damn, I want that? Cause you wrote you wrote not you wrote a whole bunch of love songs that people love yeah, and had I, babies yeah, too. Yeah. Had, so I yeah. Hey. 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we really here. Yo, you should bring us on tour. Yeah. Let's go. It's a group. It's a group. We can open up. We did a podcast first. First of all, we opened up the live show last month. That's it. Why didn't we open up the show? It should have been a countdown. We have our conversation. The group. That's who we should talk to. Why you didn't talk to us about it? What? Don't turn around. Ain't no hearing that way. Oh, man. That's a white wall. That is a white wall. That's all right. There's going to be some more. There's going to be more. There'll be more. Bring it back. There'll be more. No, but, um, because like, but I, I seriously do ask that because I asked that to ask that question to Mac and yeah. I asked that question to us. Now that we have this platform where people listen for advice and yeah. take every word we say without a grain of salt, like they yeah. go by what we say. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I know in in my relationships or with my arguments with people, they be like, "Well, you supposed to know that, don't you? Got a podcast about dating and mm-hmm. you be giving all this good advice and mm-hmm. Mac, you write songs and you sing and people believe these songs. Same thing with you. So is there ever a time where those worlds? Crash where a woman is like, Well, you don't wrote this song, so I expect you to know how nah, to deal with me. No, 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 I don't even, I don't even, no, I don't even really, I don't really allow anyone to really like you got to be on my page, you know what I'm saying? He's on another, that's true because we talked about that yesterday. He's on another wavelength, you got right you got to be on my page, and and that you have to be on my page by choice. Yeah, so just and so I'm looking for alignment. You know what I mean? Just are your goals and mine aligned? We good. That might, that's that's I, I like that. Looking for alignment. That's I yeah. like that. We got a name. I was straight up castles and coastlines. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Like <laughs> turned on me so fast. Just say that's your boy, right? Yeah. It's gonna be me and my man Ryan. Me and Ryan on tour. That's your man. <laughs> you just got fucked up. <laughs> 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 me and Ryan on tour. Ryan Ra. Ryan 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 tour. Whatever. Sound good. Right. His name gonna go first, and it's just it's gonna say Ryan. Ryan, cool. no, it's gonna say Ryan Leslie. That's cool. And yeah. with, the little, with the little, with the little round the bottom. I don't think you get, I don't think you get marquee, buddy. Uh, you're not cool. Jesus what Christ, it's cool. <laughs> Yo, I can't. Mac I can't. and Mouse. It sounds sounds good. Whatever. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> um, so, so do you ever think about, or do you ever put yourself in that predicament where you're like? I at least by this age I want to settle down. Do nah, you do that to yourself? No, nah, no, nah, nah. smart man. I, I, I feel like, look, you know, life is you ain't already this perfect, nigga. <laughs> 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 I'm about to get, I'm about to get mad. Like, like nah, good night, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting tight. That is, nigga. Because nah. mind you, it is. We are in New York City. It is. It is thirty. There's at least thirty two degrees. Right. The nigga came in in, in a jacket, <laughs> denim jacket, a t shirt. And when we started recording, nigga's been in a white It is expensive. It's Understand. An expensive that's, that's, tank that's top with baguette. That's very right. good. Call. So you can't be that perfect. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you don't no, but seriously, what do you even in joking saying you're not that perfect, do you still have that self accountability where you're like, damn, I fucked up here? How do you? Oh yeah. How do you bounce back? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's there's so many times where you know you just you just you realize the folly of whatever it is that's in your way. Maybe you maybe it's your own ego. Maybe it's your maybe it's what you're chasing. You know. And I think uh, once you get to that point where you understand what you really want to give, mm. and it's about giving, yeah. and you you make that your intent. So even in your conversations, what can I give? In your relationships, what can I give? In your business practices, what can I give? Uh, in the time that you're giving to yourself, what are you actually giving? When you're eating, what are you giving to yourself, right? Mm. Um, I think that once I changed my entire perspective about giving, it just recalibrated my intent with every 
moment that I actually spent. You know what I mean? Down to sleeping. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so I think really. How many hours a night are you sleeping? Three to four. Okay. Three to so four. And I was, I was, I was, it's funny. I was watching. I was about to say, we're right. all good. Yeah, <laughs> we're, right, our right, fucked right. up sleep schedule. We're all good paths. Yeah, yeah, it sounds yeah. amazing. Because it's like, yeah, three to four, it sounds right. right listen, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting maybe. Yeah. I'm about to say, I'm maybe getting three to four because of my daughter. What about before? Because of my daughter. baby girl. It was terrible. My sleep schedule has been terrible since nine months. My sleep schedule has always been horrible, but ever since the surgery and shit, I've been. Really? Seven hours, eight right. hours. Like, and, and I'll great. take naps. I, I wish. But I know it's going to end soon. That's it's like, great. you know, at mm-hmm. a certain when I get back healthy, it's back when to- When you and Ryan go on tour. We're right. back to four yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. Gotta get, gotta get back. But now, I will say, I, I will say, I do take that seriously. And so I had to you go- make sure I, you at least get those three to four. I, well, I had to see, no, no. I had to go see someone about okay. it because apparently there's only like 1% of people who actually can survive for a long period of time with only three hours of sleep. And so when I was in school, I actually taught myself or trained myself to to be on a polyphasic sleep schedule. I know what that means. Yeah, so that like means you take that, three and oh, then you take nine? like- Three. Oh, like can we do we take that to the book? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I didn't nine. know what it meant, so I don't know. Right. I definitely yeah. didn't know what the fuck it meant. So right. Please explain that. Different phases Different of sleep. Phases. So you okay. just you you do oh, your Holly phase. Okay. Yeah. So your your main phase is that three to four hours, mm-hmm. and then anytime you get tired, you take a nap. So anybody that's run with me, you know, throughout the day, if I know I'm be in traffic for a half an hour, you take I'm gonna take that quick nap. I'm I'm out. That's me. That quick. That's any planes most nine times. But see, if I take a nap. I've noticed that if I take a nap, and it's been like this probably for like the past, since I got back from the military, so it's almost 10 years. If I take a nap, oh, I'm fucked up for it. N- that three to four hours is now maybe two hours. Like mm-hmm. it's, my sleep schedule starts. If I take a nap in the middle of the day, by the time I go to sleep, I can't go to sleep at all. Like, oh, I can't even man. get those. So yeah. that's why I'm like, I force my, like in the middle of the day, if I get tired, I force myself to stay up. Or I know I'm not going to sleep at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think like, I think the human body, and if, if this is also a health podcast, mm-hmm. the human body is ridiculously resilient. And also once you can start to build habits yeah. over time, and I think building great habits is just making great promises to yourself and keeping them. And so for me, I just I'm like, look, you know, whatever it is that I really want to get done, if I want to work out, if I want to reach a certain number of steps per day, I want to run for a certain amount of time. I want to, you know, uh, make sure that I'm reading however many hours per day. I set those goals to myself. I keep those promises and I recalibrate based on what I feel is healthy or not mm. healthy. Right. Well, well, what is your workout schedule now? Uh, so it's, uh, it's daily. You're looking, you're looking mighty healthy. I'm about to say, I'm about to say, you, you look holding niggas down. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> you know, yeah. being on a podcast, niggas, niggas talk about you, I put a baby. I told you I'm your size now. No, you're right. not. Nah. You know, right. oh my goodness. But yeah, right. so you work out every day? Yeah, yeah. But I actually uh I was working out in the hood, uh twenty four hour fitness on Tilden. Oh, you, know yeah, yeah. you gotta stop. And then, they, they, and then they, they shut they shut it down. The wolves was out. No, they actually closed the gym. That's and so at that point, like I was like, yo, this is important to me. So I actually just built one in the crib. Fire. You know what I mean? So Roll out of bed. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last episode of the <laughs> A nigga is not going to come into so my gym. Broke. Let me I'm tell so you. Broke. A nigga is not going to come into my gym. Put up nine on us on the Ryan Leslie word of yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn Ryan against us. Yeah, I was then there, look right. me in my face and say, 
Yeah, you know, I was going to the Yo. hood gym 24 hours. They closed down, built one in the gym. He built said, one in the crib. He right. said they closed it down. And built so one I in the crib. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, he didn't tell y'all. He didn't tell y'all he started a membership program for the people that couldn't go to the Oh, no, fuck this. He said, now they all come to my gym and it's Ryan Leslie Fitness. Nah, so here's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a nice run. Uh, uh, you can find me at your local corner. <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> do work. I'm, I'll be podcasting on corners now. Jesus <laughs> so everyday workout. Uh, yeah. And of course, I know that has to come with uh, uh, the way you eat and, yeah. and and your diet and all that. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So how does so, how does that? Listen, I've been, you know I've been exploring. You know what I'm saying. I have folks, uh, friends of mine are close to me that are fully alkaline. Folks that are on keto. Mm-hmm. Folks that are non dairy. Folks are vegan. Folks are vegetarian. For me, I'm just like a uh, just sort of a straight ahead protein and vegetables guy. Smart, you know what I'm saying. And I eat really for for fuel rather R- than rather than to feel full. Than to feel, yeah, yeah, as you should. And I tell people all the time: do not eat to the point where you're portion full. control, man. Yeah, you're supposed to eat people, six meals a day. Our people got to learn portion control. Small too, meals that you know. Don't you know, you actually, I, I challenge that. And, and well, here we go. Yes. Only, no, the only reason I challenge it is Ryan be, about to get fired. <laughs> the only Ryan about to come oh, back to God next door. HR. No, no. Only reason I challenge it is because recently, I'm not sure exactly where I read it, uh, but there was a scientist that put forth this concept that we're actually hunters. Yes. So if you're actually a hunter, you, you, eat, what you, you eat what you yeah, can. Yeah, and so if you only get one meal a day and you spend the rest of time hunting, you actually should be able to just survive with one. That is a fact. At, just at one sitting. You okay. know what I mean? How many, how many um, I think the six meals, meals have you hunted? <laughs> right, right, but I think I think the, I think the six meals a day vibe is like you know a lot of it is it, you just you just figure out what your cadence yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. You know? So so for, so for me, I, I do uh, intermittent fasting. Okay, okay? and uh, and so you know in the times that I that I actually can eat, which is usually just pretty much between eight hours. Right. I maybe get in two full meals. Yeah. Right. Just about and two full snacks, meals. Right? Maybe some snacks, a protein right. shake here and there, right. but it's mostly to get in the proteins, the the vegetables, like yeah. all of the vitamins and stuff that I need. Other than that, I'm, you know, we're off. We're, yeah. we're chilling, we eat no food, no right. whatever, but right. that, yeah, that makes sense. And I would say like, I, I, I really put a, uh, I have a, a really regimented schedule. So mm-hmm. like everything's mostly automated in my life. Like food, meal yeah, prep and everything? Everything, everything. That's Time right. of day, That's right. all the way down. I'm, you know? I'm starting to work myself back into it because for a minute I couldn't eat anything and I just wasn't hungry. <clears throat> right. And then now I'm starting to get my appetite back. So mm-hmm. I'm starting to like portion it out. But even when I say six meals, I, a full meal for me, it could just be some fruit. Okay. Like if you throw that in there, it, that's in definitely between, not a full meal. It's not a full <laughs> meal. It's definitely not. Yo, but if you do, the funniest part about that is that's the first. That's the breakfast post of every girl that goes oh on a diet. Like oh if they got a regular job, like if they like yeah. if they got if they you work in an office, it's orange. It's orange. It's, it's orange, orange slices, a banana, some <laughs> apple grape, and then maybe, it's on the same post. Starting the new, starting this diet. Oh my god, don't know how nah, to survive. Don't, don't get it girl, twisted. Girl, I can't die. just eat fruit and be good. Like, I'll have shorty a meal chill. and then shorty 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 chill. Yeah. Since you about to die by your break, by your first fifteen, you gonna be you sweat, you sweat, you even walk. You, oh, what's going on? But that's all about diets. You know that. Mac Mac is a, a, a person of diets. He, he goes through a whole bunch of different things all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think it's important. You just uh, explore yeah, no. and figure out what's great for it, you, what exactly. works for you, what makes you feel. But I think you know, even in this platform, I think we're doing like such a work. You know what I mean? Like just being as open as we are with it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like at the top of this at the top of this podcast, I was like, nigga, I'm never giving up chicken, nigga. Like Milk, mm-hmm. nigga, I love it. And then now, Zeus, and now Zeus. <laughs> now, right. nigga, I don't even remember last time I smelled something that was dairy, nigga. Mm-hmm. 
no dairy, no fucking what? What am I pescatarian? Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's like I don't even know what to eat no more. I just be like, oh, whatever. Okay, yeah. just give about me being smart. Oh, mm-hmm. I did have a, I did have a vegan. Uh, had a vegan grilled cheese today. For wow, lunch. how was that? Was, that shit uh, was banging. Yo, so <laughs> salon. Vegan food. Some. I went. I went to, to Salam's I mean, house randomly one time in Miami. Uh, and mind you, Salam lives in a in a in like oh, yeah, this, this house. Yeah, heard of it? Looks like never been. I know this house looks like we didn't uh, get the invite, Matt. Huh? We didn't get the invite. It's, it's all right. Next time we in Miami. Uh, his house <laughs> looks like the crib from uh from Belly. Uh, fucking T- Tom? Nas- Nas- no, not Tom. Nas- not Nas- 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 like the the Jamaican dude's crib. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Ox, Ox, Lennox. yo, yeah, Lennox. It looks he looks R. like R. he lives in Lennox crib. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Lennox. Yeah, mm. um, but uh, he he made a he made a vegan lasagna with a uh, it was it was ridiculous. Really? Yo, it was a ridiculous. vegan lasagna would probably taste way better than vegetarian lasagna. Yo, I, I, the mm. vegetarian lasagna they gonna put cucumbers on that. Nah, shit. he, he mm. did that the he vegan did the, lasagna. They gonna put the vegan cheese. Gonna, he did the vegan cheese with the with the with the um with the beyond crumbles. Oh, you know, I was like, yo, on. you're wildin', you're wildin', salon. But it was phenomenal. And that I don't good. even eat cheese. As a vegetarian, yeah. I find myself eating mad vegan meals anyway. My ass. Just because there's not like how much there seafood. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still broke, so I, <laughs> ain't too much seafood we uh <laughs> ain't oh, too man. much seafood we getting. Um, Ryan, we appreciate your time here. We really so do. We gotta close really out do. the podcast same way we do all the time. Great. First and foremost, a health tip for the people. Leave the people with something that they can go on with. And like I said, it could be mental health. It could be financial health. However. Something healthy that the people can. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll definitely go for the financial health, and I would just say, like, look, you know, whatever you're doing, wherever you're putting your money, hopefully you're saving some money. Wherever you're saving, wherever you're saving your money, make sure it's giving you the best return, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean go mess it up in Robin Hood <laughs> and try to bet on stocks you don't know what's popping. Find some folks or find uh, an outlet or a pathway that that gives you some advice where even if it's just $20, $200, $2,000 that you're putting it somewhere that's beating the savings return rate of the of your average savings account. Don't believe the hype that you should just put in a savings account, even though banks will give you all of kinds course. of yeah, marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, this is 30 times better than somewhere else. You got to remember there, there are better places marketing. to put, yeah, yeah it's better places to put your money. And um, I never actually try to give advice without backing it up. I, like I said, I do have a, um, a financial literacy and investing uh, 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 subscription list on, on text where I literally tell people exactly where I'm putting all of my money. So if you want to subscribe to it, uh, it's called Wealth Plan. Just shoot me a, you know, leave your number at wealthplan.co. I, I, I get you more information. Wealthplan.co, not dot com. Let's make and, sure and uh, that in yeah, the hype link. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm and like I said, I'm just here to help. So regard, you know, whether you text me through that or you or you leave your number at textryan.com. You got a business plan. You got whatever you're whatever you're doing that you want to excel at. Uh, I'm here to help. Straight up. Yeah, if you need smart. anything, oh, yeah, can't reach him. Right. Right. If you can't reach him, oh, you can reach well, me. Yeah, yeah. I'll forward the information. Anyway, anyway, anyway fly right. you have a health tip what's, fly your, what's your health right. tip? Um, my health tip for the day, it's been helping me because of the situation I've been in, is cardio. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, just getting out there. I don't care if you're walking or you're riding a bike or you're doing anything. It's always good to just get your steps in for the day. Um, and that's been helping me because I've been. it's been hard for me to, like, breathe. For a lot smart so now it's just like that road to getting back to where i was fitness okay. wise uh-huh. so, yeah. matt you've been out the you've been out the crib for a minute but yeah, what man. what what you got for the people um uh for a health tip i would tell everybody uh you know it's it is the beginning of a new year 
Um, and uh, I think everybody should go get a physical. I don't know how long it's been since you've gotten one. Maybe it's, hopefully it's been only a year. But uh, <laughs> uh, if it's been longer, uh, don't be afraid to go to the doctors and just get a uh, just get a quick, you know, general checkup. You know, I'm, I'm about to go get mine this week. So yeah. uh, everybody go get your checkups and, uh, you know, start the year off right. Why you keep looking at me, Ryan? Because you need one. I see it <laughs> in your I left eye. Nigga, I get my checkups all the time. I see it in your left eye. It's twitching a little bit. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you guys. <laughs> Mouse, what's, what's your, your health, health tip? tip? This is going to be on more or less the mental, emotional mm-hmm. part. Um, cool. Don't never believe your own hype. Mm. Like I see right now, especially in this, in this, in this mood, in this climate we're in with, with people being able to become quote unquote famous or a celebrity so fast, even us, people start to believe their own hype. And I keep, and I watch motherfuckers that I love start believing their own hype and you lose that on opportunity every time. Motherfuckers ask why Like yeah I'm 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 extremely talented Than all my peers I'm I'm way better than my peers But that's not why I win every time It's because When I walk in When I walk on set I shake everybody's hand mm-hmm. And when I leave that set I thank everybody And I shake everybody's hand And that shit Means something You get what I'm saying Because I see how those Gaffers Designers Production Assistants Without the, them It's a they team still, and they, But when I do that They be surprised They be like Oh my god Nobody ever did this before And it's not I'm doing And I'm not doing it As no press campaign I really want you to understand that Four years ago to this day I was sleeping on my brother Alameen couch That's a fact Trying to get into the shit I was hitting Mac up Trying to find a way to Be his friend And still Let him know Like yo I don't want nothing from you Just you know what I mean You my nigga Mm-hmm. And I still had to find my way to get out. Four years ago, I was still hopping the train in mm-hmm. Jersey to get to New York when motherfuckers called my phone last minute. Hey, you want to be on this? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Heather Haynes. Shout out to Blogzilla. Those people that was giving me opportunities. Bleh. Motherfuckers never knew. I was hopping the train. Motherfuckers never knew that. If I got back to but, Jersey. And then again, it wasn't even a question. It was just like, I got to go get it. I got to get it. Yeah. When Matt hit me up and said, yo, I want you to do this, the, the movie, I was fucked up. I made sure I got there. Definitely made every sure. Every time. Mm-hmm. What, we got to shoot again? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So never believe your own hype. And that go for it. So if you are, if you listen to this and you are- It's part of that 10,000 hours we always talk about. Fuck mm-hmm. the 10,000 hours. I don't care if you 20,000 hours don't, and don't you never believe, <laughs> never <laughs> believe your, your, your hype. I'm telling yeah, you because- Never believe you bigger than you this really. Shit, Absolutely. As good as, I'm, as good as I am at my craft and my talent, if I don't have y'all behind me supporting and giving a fuck about what I'm saying- I'm I'm nobody. I'm just a motherfucker yelling into a vacuum. So never believe your own hype. Yep. And last but not least, before we get out of here, Ryan, you gotta drop a record for the Get the Draws playlist. The Get the Draws playlist <laughs> is, is available on Spotify, title, uh, Apple, Apple, Apple Music, yeah, everything, everything, all your streaming platforms. So you know, Get the Draws playlist and. Thank y'all for letting us know when y'all using it. Y'all nasty asses. But Ryan, you 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 gotta kick it off. Drop it, and you can't drop your own record. Though. Okay, I won't drop my own record. So uh, let's take it to the Nutty Professor soundtrack. Oh, shit. Ooh, me. No, no, no. We we'll take it to. Uh, there was a, a super group that they created just for that soundtrack, or Devante was producing. Mm-hmm. It was a group called The Basement. And they redid "Let Me Love You Down" and just that—that that record is crazy. Hey. I was just rocking to that. Sheesh! All right, yeah. So, uh, Little Rock. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> crazy! Uh, Baby Rock. Oh. <laughs> We're still, still Ryan. <laughs> Ryan Jr. That's fine. That's cool with me. I'm gonna go. <laughs> music so child, so beautiful. Mm. That's the one. That's good. That's a good one. Mm. That's a good one. That's a pretty good one. 
Uh, dang, I wasn't even prepared for this. Okay, which is crazy. How could you? You ain't been for six months. I know it's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, you should have. You should have a few. <laughs> you should have you know, like, to get the drawers playlist. Might have gotten this. You get the drawers playlist. Is, is how I got here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Got the drawers <laughs> and the baby. I got the drawers. <laughs> got the drawers and, and the, the child. <laughs> um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um. Uh, mm. Nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> mm. I, I have one. I was like, nah. Wow. You uh, know what, Denor? You talking shit. Come drop a song on the playlist. Because you you, you might as well be a part of the show. You, you've been here so many times talking exactly. shit. Exactly. So, Denor, come come drop a record on the playlist. One record. Just one. Come on. Come on. Bring your Mary J. Blige hat over here. <laughs> drop a record. Come on. And I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to I'm not going to share no shit. I'm not going to do it. Oh, oh man, come on. We're gonna go. I'm gonna say oh, they can't gonna. hear you from over the, there. The come on. Ain't you a part of a successful podcast? Got you know they can't hear you from over there. Dirty bike tank. Mm. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. All right, All right. Well, he, well, Mouse, Mouse, what's yours? What's I'm yours? gonna go Ryan Leslie. Oh, you <laughs> dirty I'm gonna, I'm bastard. You dirty bastard. Sunday night? What? Or something that I like. You put any of those on, we're having a good time. He Mac, said we're having a good time. Still waiting on you. Okay, uh, give me. Uh, I don't. I don't think I put this one uh, yet. Uh, Alex Isley, don't do. Mm. Shout out to Alex Isley. Shout okay. out to Alex Isley. That's my, uh, my girl. Ryan, please tell the people what you got uh, going on so they can support you. you uh, your financial we, literacy. We, yeah, we talked that. about. It. We talked about. It. We talked about it. So the easiest way to get in touch with me, if you're interested in in, in sort of my wealth plan wealthplan.co and just in general just leave your number at textryan.com either one you get a text right back from me that's my direct cell same number my mom reaches me on so that's, that's lit. straight oh, up what a man um shout out to you guys for the the continued support thank you neighborhood we love you um thank y'all for and thank you the neighborhood that came out in new york city for the yeah. live show uh, it, we we about to hit all the other and cities yes we coming on tour we said we going on tour we announced it so y'all can stop asking are we going on tour we said we going on tour so we will see whatever city we'll see y'all soon um Make sure you follow us at guys next door underscore mm-hmm. on Instagram. Use the hashtag to continue the conversation on Twitter. Hashtag guys, guys next, next door. door. Yep. If you have a listener letter that you want read on air, remember to put your own name, your own fake, your own name, fake name in the subject line. Email us at guys next door one, one two, two three at gmail.com. gmail.com. And if you are looking for relationship advice, which you don't have to, ask us some other shit. God damn. But if you do a guy relationship, if you need relationship advice, you gotta send a you picture. You gotta send a picture of you. And your significant other. And why? Because I don't want to give fat girl advice to a skinny girl. Uh-huh. I don't want to give pretty advice to an ugly girl. That's not that simple. It's that simple. That's simple. We got, I got to give you, in 2020, I'm being intentional with my advice giving. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to yeah. meet you where the fuck you at. Okay. I like okay. that. I like, there you go. I like that. that. Now, I've been Mouse Jones. I'm Mac Wild. I'm Fly Rob. And we are and the guys next, next door. door. You bitch. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 